You're listening to a North Valley Community Church podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at northvalleychurch.org. All right. Well, hey, guys. Good morning. Good to be with you guys this morning. My name's Ryan. I serve as the lead pastor. Those of you guys that just came in, we're glad that you guys are here. You're in for a great service this morning. Hey, before we get started, I want to introduce to you uh, a new member of our team, uh, Pastor Randy Deal. Uh, Randy, I want to show you a picture of Randy. Randy is married to Dina. Uh, Dina Deal. Let's see if we got a picture of the family real quick. Randy's married to Dina. Uh, you guys might have seen Randy and Dina around here in the services here lately. Um, they are happily, she is a happily married uh, retired nurse. They have five adult children and a daughter and a daughter-in-law and a son-in-law, and they are now enjoying the years of empty nesters. So guys, uh, North Valley is a young church, and we're, we're excited to get somebody on the team with a little bit of seasoning of years on them. And uh, so I'm going to share with you a little bit more about Randy before I invite him up, but uh, they're enjoying the empty nester. We got any empty nesters in the house here today? Let's hear it. Woo! Okay. All right. You're here. Uh, they are figuring out grandparenthood, and like my mom and dad and many others, they come up with these really neat names. So it's Papa and Nana, okay? So, hey, when I become a grandpa, I'm just, you can call me Grandpa, but I love all these new names that we have, Papa and Nana. Uh, their children are Jennifer and Brandon and Bethany and Jay and Nicole and Jared. Uh, they have three grandchildren, Levi and Milani and Jay and Nicole and Sophia, uh, Jennifer and Brandon, and a fourth, Lala Grace, who's on the way this September. Uh, Pastor Randy was born in Stockton, California. So he's a from the West, came here to, the, to Arizona. He accepted Jesus Christ. You guys are going to get to hear his personal testimony in the months and weeks ahead. Uh, he accepted Christ as Lord when he was uh, at the age of seven. We got a lot of kids in the church. They come to faith in Christ at a very young age, and it just highlights the great importance uh, for youth workers and for children workers. And those of you that are serving in kids, uh, here's a gentleman that we're going to see. He's got 24 years of experience in ministry, but it started at seven. It started with the Sunday school teacher. It started with youth worker. So please, 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 as we've been doing the backstage pass, never underestimate your influence. What we've talked about, little things make a, what? A big difference. And so uh, Randy came to faith in Christ when he was seven years old. Uh, He later would go on to serve in ministry for 24 years, beginning at the age of 12. He's a graduate of University Pacific in Stockton. He got his doctorate in pharmacy. So finally, we have a doctor on staff. And uh, after completing his residency in clinical pharmacy, one year later, he joined the pharmacy staff of St. Joseph Regional Health System, also in Stockton. Completing his time there, he became the assistant director of pharmacy services. In 1998, God called this man to pursue full-time ministry. And that happened through a season of prayer and just seeking the Lord with his wife And uh, together they made the decision to go into full-time ministry. He served as the executive pastor and, note this, a worship leader of South Shore's church in in Monarch Beach, uh, California, for three years. That must have been really hard, Pastor Randy. 
serving there on the beach. In 2001, God called he and his family, along with four other families, they move out to Gilbert, Arizona to plant the church called Rock Point. And it's a really neat uh, story. The same youth pastor that led uh, 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 Bush, Bill Bush, Randy's co-worker, uh, the same youth pastor that led uh, Bill Bush, Randy's co-worker, to Christ was the same youth worker that led me to Christ. And over a 10-year period, uh, uh, Mark DeMoz is the gentleman's name. He's served as a mentor to me. And again, highlighting the great importance, if you guys are in youth ministry or aspiring to work in youth ministry here at the church or serving kids, please never underestimate the magnitude of the investment that you make when you serve uh, our young ones. In 2001, God called Randy and his family, along with four other families, much like our story, away from comfort to go plant Rock Point. Rock Point today is several thousand in attendance. It's down in Mesa. Uh, is that right, Mesa? Queen Creek. There we go. Queen Creek. And I think we even have folks that are here uh, from that church that have come over here when they relocated to the North Valley. Um, Randy served faithfully as an executive pastor, not only to Rock Point for 11 years of ministry and the growing transitions, land acquisitions, building projects, multiple service, but Randy's also helped lead and coach uh, churches and pastors within a, our church network, Vision Arizona, out of Converge Worldwide over the last 10 years. To say the least, Randy's incredibly qualified he is well known, he's liked, and he's loved, he's respected by the pastoral team and their wives, personally and professionally. Uh, his wife, Dina, is an exceptional woman who loves the Lord. She serves here in the church as well. Uh, he served as the community life pastor at Harvest Community Church, uh, which was the lead pastor is here today. Uh, Pastor Lee Stevenson now serves as the executive uh, church planting director of Converge Worldwide and served as my friend and my coach when he was here in Arizona. Randy's worked alongside him, so I know Randy well from all sides. Uh, currently, Randy is the pharmacy manager for Walmart in the Santan Valley, so he makes the trek like many of you guys do. I know I hear stories of some of you guys I know are bass player. Um, drives, what, an hour every Sunday and uh, to be here with us. And so um, we are so privileged to have Randy. You make that tre trek every week. Uh, Randy's currently working on his sec second doctoral degree and PhD in pastoral ministry. And Randy will serve the North Valley team as the first associate pastor. It's a new role here at the church on a part-time basis. His role will be to support and strengthen North Valley's overall vision. Specifically, I think God's brought him at the right time as we're transitioning from a movie theater, which by the way, uh, for us to get to this size in this movie theater is historic. Uh, there's never been a church in this area in a movie theater to this size and this magnitude in such a short time. And there's never been a church of our size to do such a great accomplishment in this area to secure nine acres of land and establish a regional area for a church to share and show the love of Christ. So Randy comes at a great time. Randy brings a level of excellence and Christ-like service that will bless our church, our community at large. He will also work alongside the pastoral team, the executive team here at North Valley, and serve as well to help guide and encourage staff and volunteers. Randy's a good Bible teacher. 
He knows God's word. He's, uh, he knows the marketplace. He knows families. He knows the empty nesters. Randy's a person who's been around the block, and he's seen God's grace show up in incredible ways. And we're privileged to have him on our team. Will you welcome to me to preach today, Dr. Randy Deal. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, buddy. Wow, after that, all I can say is, whew, hope I can measure up. Um, but the one thing I want to highlight in, in, in uh, Ryan's introduction is, did he call me old? Seasoned. I'm like, I got you old. Step over here. All right. Well, good morning. It's good to be with you guys. Um, Excited for what's happening here in the North Valley uh, with this church. As Ryan mentioned, um, you're part of a greater network of, of, of church planting called Vision Arizona. And so met these guys. I mean, I met Ryan and, and Leslie when they were being assessed as, church, as a church planting couple in San Diego years ago. And, and Jonathan and Meredith and Ian and Christina. I mean, just amazing. Do you understand what a great pastoral staff you have? Yeah, Give, is that all you got for them? All right. All right. So uh, many of us just, we just celebrated our Independence Day this last Monday, right? Fourth of July. And many of you were probably like me. You ate a lot of dogs and burgers and, and uh, uh, maybe had a little smoke inhalation from too many fireworks. I don't know. Um, and so Dean and I had a good time at, at uh, our son Jay and his wife Nicole's home with our two grandbabies and uh, ate a lot of good food. And it was fun because Dina had her first attempt at patriotic pie, right? Some of you ladies know what I'm talking about. Maybe some of you guys too. You look on Pinterest, you see the photo, right? And yeah, so that's what she was after. And then this is what we ate. Um, so did she nail it or fail it? Nailed it? Did she nail it? Uh, that's what I thought. Okay, good job. That's actually not the picture of the one she made because she would not let me post that. So, you know, you know, don't be, you know, dogging on your wife when you're preaching. Um, well, how many of you have seen a lot of the Revolutionary War movies that, that portray, you know, us gaining our independence? I mean, there's been so many over the years. And of course, one of the, one of the all-time favorites, of course, most re- well, actually not very re- recent, was The Patriot, you know? How many of you love The Patriot, right? Do you realize that was in 2000? That's a long time ago. Like, maybe I am old. You know, with Mel Gibson. And, and one thing I remember about that movie, what we saw is how the British had this interesting way that they fought, right? I mean, we see these scenes in the movie of, of line upon line of red coats on one side of the field and, and line upon line of, of revolutionary soldiers on the other side of the field. And the order would be given to fire. And many of the, the first the guys in the front line would fall, right? And then the guys that were right behind them had to what? They had to step in and fill in the gap, right, of their, of their fallen comrades. And um, this actually dates way back to the ancient Greek battles when Spartans were considered elite through, their, through their, their warrior strategy of this unique fighting that they did, blended with their skill and their will. I mean, the Spartans were incredible. They, they did everything together. They ate together, they trained together, they fought together, they slept together, they, they, everything together, which ultimately led to this, this uh, battlefield advantage they had. And some of you may know this, it's called the phalanx, P-H-A-L-A-N-X. 
And of course, I had to look up how to pronounce that, right? It's called the phalanx. And so what a phalanx was is it was a row upon row of Spartans all marching in the same direction with one shared purpose. They were gonna win at all costs. And and some of you have seen movies depicting this. And so when viewed from afar, the phalanx appeared as this one long wall of shields, looked like one solid unit. But when you got close and you really looked at the phalanx, it wasn't really one inseparable unit, but rather a row of individual men tightly joined together side by side with their comrade. And so what that did is it helped them protect the guy on either side of them. And see, the phalanx was effective because each warrior shield covered the exposed area of the guy next to him. And so when one Spartan would go down or could no longer protect himself, his teammate, his comrade would immediately fill the gap, right, and step in. And where the down Spartan lay, because that was the immediate vulnerable spot posed to the whole team. And so in other words, the the phalanx served as a single chain of fighters, guys locked arm in arm, shield in shield. And if a link became broken, then another Spartan would immediately jump in and fill the gap. Watch this clip. Your father should have told you how a phalanx works. We fight as a single impenetrable unit. That is the source of our strength. Each Spartan protects the man to his left, thigh to neck with his shield. A single weak spot and the phalanx shatters. Thigh to neck, Ephialtes. Imagine that kind of confrontation, right? 
I mean, that took a lot of courage for that next guy to step up and fill in that gap. But it had to be done. If the battle was going to be won, the gaps had to be filled in. We, North Valley Church, we're in a spiritual battle as well to take the North Valley for Jesus Christ. And oftentimes these gaps can occur even with our ranks too. And if the spiritual battle that's going on here up in the North Valley is gonna be one, there must be rank upon rank of soldiers, you and I, who get in the battle together and, and, sit, and get side by side. And so North Valley Church, we need lots of soldiers to get in our phalanx called North Valley Community Church and take this valley for Jesus. Not one amen. That was a pretty powerful statement. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, God's sovereign plan is unfolding for the North Valley. And and, and what I'm here this morning to say is, what's your unique part in it? What's my unique part in it? It's taking place. Now, when I talk about God's sovereign plan, God's sovereignty, let me give you a definition of that. See, God's sovereignty is the sovereignty of God is the biblical teaching that, that all things are under God's control and his rule and that nothing happens without his direction or permission. Nothing happens without his direction or permission. So the big idea today, the, the rather the, the big question for us this morning is, are you a gap filler or are you a gap creator? Mm. Are you a gap filler or are you a gap creator? See, a gap filler is one who is on the team, serving side by side with your comrades, filling in the gaps of the, the, in the ministries at North Valley for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ for the North Valley, or, if, or you're a gap creator. By default, if you're not filling a gap, you're creating a gap. Let's jump in here. So I entitled today's message, God's Sovereign Plan and My Unique Part. So turn with me or go on your Bible app to Acts chapter 1. We're going to finish up Acts chapter 1, verses 12 to 26. Turn with me in your Bible or go, if, you're not on, if you don't have the version app on your mobile device yet, download that thing. In fact, we have a live event on version every Sunday, where you can just tap on that little button right on your phone or your iPad or mobile device, and the whole service of the morning is there. Some of you may not have known that. The notes are there. All the announcements are there. Everything's there. So go on your Bible app or turn with me to Acts chapter 1, verses 12 to 26. And here's what we're going to see today. God's plan can include gaps in the ministry. Uh, God's plan uses his people to carry out his plan, and God's plan fills the gaps with his uniquely designed people. So let me set this up for you. So if you remember where we were last Sunday in the first part of Acts chapter 1, where Pastor Ryan uh, gave us the message of God's global vision for a worldwide witness, right? And that witnessing was simply just sharing what you've seen God do just sharing what you've seen God do. And and he talked about how God's vision invites us to work with him. God's vision requires us to rely on his spirit. God's vision calls us to trust in his plans. God's vision offers us a power to receive and God's vision challenges us to get started. Well, it's about to get started. And so today in verses 12 to 26, so here we are, 
right? 120 people in the upper room. Jesus had just ascended on Mount Olivet, probably less than a day before. Here's 120 united people, including Jesus's 11 apostles, soon to be complete at 12, because that's what Jesus promised. Uh, Even some important women are mentioned here. So they're in this waiting room, about two-thirds of a mile from Mount Olivet. They're waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. They're doing exactly what Jesus told them to do. And while they're waiting, what are they doing? They're praying. That's probably a good thing to do when you're waiting. Pray. They're praying. Judas's death is explained here and how they fill in that gap that Judas created. Uh, They appoint a new apostle. We'll look at that. Um, It couldn't just be anybody to replace Judas. It had to be an apostle. In other words, a man who had not only witnessed Jesus's death and burial and resurrection, but somebody who had journeyed with Jesus, was on mission mission with Jesus. So please stand for the reading of God's word this morning. Acts chapter one, verses 12 to 26. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. Verse 14. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to, say it with me, prayer, together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers. The company of persons was in all about 120, it says. And he said, verse 16, brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness and and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle and all his bowels gushed out. And it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem so that the field was called in their own language, a keldama, that is field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, may his camp become desolate and let there be no one to dwell in it and let another take his office. Verse 21. So one of the men who who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward two. Joseph, called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, you, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go his own place. Verse 26, and they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. You may be seated. Let's pray. God, Lord, I just pray that your word would speak very clearly to us today. It would encourage us. So Lord, speak. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So right off the number one, God's plan can include gaps in the ministry, even God's plan, even under his sovereignty. And so what we see here is this was like the very first ever church planting launch team meeting. Anybody here from the very beginning at North Valley? 
Anybody here on the launch team? Yeah, it was like their very first prayer meeting. And it says there, we read that, that Peter stands up among the brothers and he says, the scripture has to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand uh, by the mouth of David concerning Judas. We have a gap in the ministry. There were 12, now there's 11. See, in the very early stages of Jesus's ministry, he chose 12 disciplines, I mean disciples, who would be known now as apostles, right? As Pastor Ryan defined for us last Sunday, an apostle is the what? Sent one. Someone was paying attention over here, right? She's, that one's good right there, right? The messenger or the sent ones. He had chosen 12. One had defected. They are select men. They're select men. Jesus told them in John 15, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. They're the chosen 12. And they had to be eyewitnesses to Jesus, eyewitnesses to his resurrection and personally chosen by him. You read in Matthew 10, the list of the 12 disciples. But here in Acts 1.13, we count only 11. And we learn here in verse 14, what kind of car the disciples drove. Right? Some of you know it was a Honda, right? It says they were in one accord. Um, Where's my butt-ump bump? Come on. All right. Okay, but see, when Jesus chose them, he knew, though, that one would betray him. This, thanks. Um, my morning didn't start off well. That helps, actually. Okay. Um, even when Jesus chose them, he knew one was going to defect, right? He said in John 6, did I not choose you, the 12, and yet one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the 12, was going to betray him. All of that took place concerning the, the betrayer because God said it would. There was no surprise here. It was recorded over a thousand years earlier. In fact, here, Luke quotes from the book of Psalms. He quotes, uh, you know, in Psalm 55, we read where it clearly depicts Jesus's betrayal. Psalm 69 that, that Luke quotes here predicts Judas's removal from his office. Psalm 109 uh, promises Judas's replacement, and Luke quotes it here. The point is, even the apostasy of Judas, the ultimate betrayal of Jesus the Christ could not thwart God's plan. Amen? Even that gap that Judas created could not stall God's sovereign plan of redemption for all of mankind. I mean, we, we get closure here on Judas's life. He gives us a few details, but not even the most horrendous, unthinkable thing could delay or thwart the continuing progress of God's sovereign plan. No, God's plan is unfolding right on schedule. And so they're in this waiting room. They have to wait. Who loves to wait? Yeah, you're with me. They have to wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit to empower them to carry out what Jesus told them they were going to do. And this was all taking place under God's direction, God's watchful eye, and according to his design will. And that's just the way it is today with the church. That's still, God's, God's gaps happen as a part of God's divine plan. 
even in the church, even at North Valley, people pass away, leaving a gap. People move away, leaving a gap. Um, unfortunate and unexpected things happen in people's lives sometimes, leaving a gap. People get preoccupied with themselves and their own little world, leaving a gap in the church. People get mad at other people in the church and leave the church, and that leaves a gap. People get mad at pastor or another leader, and they quit serving or they leave. I mean, John even wrote about it in 1 John 2. He said, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that it might become plain that they all are not of us. But see, it doesn't really matter how or why the gap comes about. The fact is, even on Jesus's very own team, a gap happened. But they don't take God by surprise. Are you a gap filler? Are you a gap creator? God's plan can include gaps in the ministry. But number two, God's plan uses his people to carry out his plan. See, so with Judas out, they needed a replacement. Who was it going to be? There's 120 people in this room. It says there, verses 21 to 25, one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And it says there, they put forth two. So there weren't just, there weren't just 12 men, his disciples, who, who had been with Jesus since the beginning of his public ministry, his baptism by John the Baptist through to his resurrection. God was preparing others to be part of the ministry, others to take up responsibility within the ministry. In this case, an apostle from those who were following him. God works the same way today. He prepares those who will fill the gaps in the ministry, in the local church, including right here at North Valley. The story of North Valley wasn't just about Pastor Ryan and Leslie. It wasn't even just about Pastor Jonathan and Meredith or Pastor Ian and Christina and their families. It was about all of you that God was bringing to fill in the gaps and continue the story. Each of us is a gap filler. I mean, the question is even more, not am I a gap filler, but rather which gap am I gonna fill? What's my part here? Why am I even sitting here in this theater on Sunday morning at North Valley? What's my part? God, see, God's gonna fill the gaps. That's not the question. The question is with who? And what's your unique part? He's going to do it. See, the Apostle Paul spelled it out very clearly in Romans 12, verses 4 through 8, where he describes thus the church as a body. He says in Romans 12, for as in one body we have many members, and the members do not have all the same function. Aren't you glad? So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another having gifts that differ, thank goodness, according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the, the, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, and the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. None of us are in this room this morning by accident. 
God has saved us. He's placed us into this body called North Valley Community Church for a reason. Now, look, I, I can't specifically tell you, I mean, I'm not a, you know, a genie or a whatever, I tell you what it is for each and every one of us in the room. But here's what I can tell you. I can tell you what it's not. It's not so we can simply say, I go to North Valley. It's not so I can say, I'm a member of North Valley. It's not even so I can sit in a comfy theater seat for an hour on Sundays, sing a few songs, and hear a great biblical message. It's not. It's not so we can make ourselves feel good because we blessed God with our presence here. Hmm. I cannot tell you specifically what God wants for you, but here's what I can tell you. He wants you to be a witness. Pastor Ryan brought that last Sunday. He he wants you faithful to his church and his plan. He wants you active in in the ministries of, of his church, and specifically North Valley Church. If you're not active in the body yet, if you're not on the team, if you're not in our phalanx, he wants you to find a gap and fill it. Are you a gap filler or are you a gap creator? If you're not active in the body, functioning in your very unique part of the body, if you're not active on the team, then by default, you're a gap creator. Number one, God's plan can include gaps in the ministry. Number two, God's plan uses his people to carry out his plan. And third, God's plan fills the gaps with his uniquely designed people. It says there in verse 26, and they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. For Jesus's 11 apostles, for the 120 in that that upper waiting room that day, it was time to take action. It It was time to put God's plan into action. It was time to put the outcome of what Jesus told them that they were gonna go do into God's hands, and so they cast lots for them. So they went down to the local casino and they put them... No, they didn't do that. It wasn't gambling. They weren't throwing dice. See, what casting lots was, was um, it, it it was a typical Jewish tradition. It was a thing that they did. They knew that it was God's choice. So what they probably did is they wrote one justice on one piece of tablet and, and, and the name Matthias on another, and they stuck them in an urn, or they might have written each name separately on a stone, and they put the stones in a bag, and they shook the urn, or they shook the bag until one popped out. And out popped Matthias. But see, it's not the stature of the gap that counts. He was going to be an apostle how important someone sees the position to be. It's not even about the person that really counts. It's not about us or the gap, really. It's about God's will, his glory, his sovereign plan for us, for North Valley Community Church to reach the North Valley with the gospel of Jesus Christ, for us to, to reach our Jerusalem, the North Valley, our Judea, the greater Phoenix area, our Samaria, the state of Arizona, our ends of the earth, LA, (laughs) India, wherever we're at, right? To infinity and beyond. 
See, among the 120 that were there in that room, there were a lot of qualified people for that particular position. And it was narrowed down to two, Justice and Matthias, both very suited for the task. But the important factor was, who did God want specifically for that specific role? In this case, it was Matthias. Some people read that and go, man, I wonder how Justice felt. He didn't feel bad at all. We read further in the the book of Acts, they stayed in unity. They were of one mind. They got it. I mean, has anything like that ever happened to you where, you know, you're just minding your own business, going to church, someone sees something in you, they tap you on the shoulder and go, hey, you know, I think you should volunteer in our guest services team, or you'd be really good to volunteer in North Valley Kids, or you'd be, you know, could you help us do such and such? And your life just changes forever. Am I the only one in the room? I mean, this has happened to me over and over and over. I mean, Pastor Ryan shared a little bit of my story, but, you know, I'm just a, a, a pharmacy co- you know, student in pharmacy school trying to get my doctorate of pharmacy, become a pharmacist. I get involved in a Bible study on campus, and the campus pastor taps me on the shoulder one day and says, hey, Randy, let's go get a Coke. Okay. Next thing I, hey, Randy, how, have you ever been discipled? I would like to disciple you. I've been saved since I was seven. I didn't even know what that meant. He disciples me for a whole school year. He had a plan. I didn't know. When the summer came, Pastor Bob was leaving for the summer to do some seminary stuff. He says, hey, Randy, guess what? You're going to continue to teach the Bible. You're going to step in the gap, and you're going to teach the Bible study while I'm gone. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. You know, I was like Moses. You know, no. He's like, this is what I've been preparing you for. We planned the first event. It was out in the park. I'm going to teach. Um, my other college buddies were going to lead the worship. We had the guitars out there. I prepared, prepared my message, taught it, presented the gospel. People got saved. I was hooked. I could, why am I in pharmacy school? Then, later on down the line, I'm serving at First Baptist Church in Stockton, helping with Saturday night church, a church in the church, and working with this pastor. He's like, hey, Randy, you're really gifted. You should be in ministry. You need to go to seminary. Okay. Started seminary. End up in Orange County, suffering for Jesus at the beach. The joke is God moved us from coast to toast. Right? We have pictures of Dina at the beach with claw marked in the sand as we're pulling her away. Really, God, you're gonna, we're going to go to Arizona? I guess we're going to do 40 years here. I don't know. Um, you know, but got you know, to be part of planting Rock Point Church. Got to be on staff at Harvest Community Church. Now I'm here helping North Valley. Like, are you a gap filler or are you going to be a gap creator? See, this whole thing here, God's plan includes gaps in the ministry. God's plan uses his people to carry out his plan. God's plan fills those gaps with uniquely designed people. This is all happening because this is the final work of preparation before the Holy Spirit comes and the whole enterprise called the church gets launched. You do not want to miss next Sunday when Pastor Ryan takes us into chapter two. Do not miss. 
As the band comes back up, let me just close with this. The church is a sacred thing. The church is the bride of Christ. It is the entity to which Jesus gave the task of redemptive ministry for all people. There is nobody sitting in this theater this morning. There is nobody at North Valley that is not needed. There's there's no one at North Valley who has no assignment. All of us are needed. All of us can play a kingdom role through North Valley. God has a sovereign plan, and each and every one of us have a unique part in it. God's lot has already fallen on North Valley Community Church. He said, take the North Valley for Jesus. You realize in a few months, we're going to be moving on to our campus. That doesn't excite anybody. In a few months, we're going to be moving on to our campus. Talk about the size of this church is historic in a theater, in church planting world, that for a church plant to have a campus in, in the, so few years of being launched is also historic. Listen, God's doing something very incredible here. And each of us has a part in it. But listen, we're going to get on that campus. We've got to go to two services. Uh, we've we got to get there but we're not ready. There are still gaps in our ministries. But see, here's what I believe. I believe with all my heart, everybody in this room, everybody who's within earshot of me is a gap filler. There are no gap creators in here, but there's two groups of gap fillers in the room. Some of you, you already found your gap You are filling it. You are serving. You're on the team. You're locked arms in the phalanx called North Valley. You're doing it. To you, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. The other group, your gap fillers, you just haven't found your gap yet. Here's your your very clear next step. Take out your program. Tear off that connect card. Put a name and an email and a phone number on there. Turn it over. Check that box that says, I am willing. I am willing to help where needed. And in two Sundays, we're going to blow Pastor Jonathan's mind with the biggest backstage pass we've ever hosted. Are you here? Are you with me? Okay. Let's do it. Amen. Come on, Pastor. Thank you for listening. To become a supporter of North Valley Community Church, give online today at northvalleychurch.org.